This is the 19th season of Bass Talk Live. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Striking Lures, Aftco, Pro Guide Batteries, X Zone Lures, Shoreline Boat and RV Repair, Spro, Gamakatsu, Big Bite Baits, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, Beatdown Outdoors, and Sunline. BTL, coming at you. Good morning, and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we are going to talk about bass fishing in studio guests today. The one and only Rick Harris, I mentioned during yesterday's show, uh, that Rick was way back from the Toyota Series Championship at Table Rock, where, uh, where you recorded a top 20 finish doing something that you're uh, you weren't very comfortable with. So thank you for jumping yeah. on. Like I'm I, like where I live now in uh, Shawnee is right off I 40. So yeah, it's if like you the, go through, a, you fall, you're an hour away from you, dude. So I was like texting Matt as well. Like, Hey dude, let's get breakfast somewhere. He's like, you want to come do a show? I was like, perfect. No, it worked out perfect. Cause yeah. like I said, I, uh, it's a recorded show this morning. Uh, we're filming this just after uh, we just did the uh, James Nigemeyer show. Uh, do you know James very well? I know he's down I, actually, in Texas. Actually, yeah, I now. know James pretty well. We talk, you know, a few times a year. I've known him for, you know, for five, six years doing the camp. He's a great dude. Love James. A lot. Like, he's, if you were to to put the Mount Rushmore of most well liked established pros in the history of professional bass fishing, James is on that hands down. Like he, he's all he's nice. He's always answers the phone, talks to you about anything. Always have a gr great attitude. He's the man. I told uh, I've told this story on the show before, but it's kind of funny. Um, I've probably witnessed the most the most violent and upset James has ever been. So like a long time ago, this would have been probably ten years ago. He was on the Elite Series, and I was shooting videos for Bass Insider, which was like a subscription base. Anyway, I was freelance, so I had to do like 150 videos. Well, I would just call guys up and be like, hey, let's film. They'd be like, oh, this is going to go on Bassmaster? Yeah, and then we'd fish. Yeah. So it was a hell of a deal. And yeah. I, I would like to say I got paid for it, but Jeffrey somehow finagled it to where it was, I got paid the exact same. But I got to fish with these guys. Yeah, I probably learned some stuff. And uh, we went to – I stayed at James's house. They had a chicken coop. They had an issue with something getting in their chicken coop Ooh. and eating their chickens. And he, we caught a possum red-handed. And he went, he went to town on it with a shovel. Oh, I, I couldn't I see James I doing could not that. see him in it. Well, he takes his son hunting and stuff. So yeah, I, I could see but that. But I mean, yeah. dude, you're protecting the chicken coop. Yeah. Something is getting through. Yeah. Well, he smokes this thing a couple of times and it's laying there. And, and then it gets up. It starts to walk off again because yeah. it was playing possum. Yeah. And he went after it again, but he's going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As he hits the <laughs> yeah. possum. Poor thing. But he had to, he had to, uh, he had to defend the chicken coop. Yeah. But but yeah, no. So thanks for, for stopping by. It was an interesting week. I had a Jody White on the show last week to kind of preview how the Toyota series, uh, less than, what is it, five, four and a half, five hours away? Yeah. Uh, it's not that Table far. Rock from where we are here. So kind of familiar with it this time of year. That's where I actually am uh, right now at the airing of the show, headed up uh, to Table Rock. But uh, dude, that's probably, in your opinion, and you fished all over now. Yeah. Is that one of the coolest, most, yeah, it's kind one, of diverse. It's fishes. one of my new favorite lakes now, for really? sure. Yeah, like you know, I've been all over up north, Florida. To, I've been everywhere, and you know, it, it's into my top five now because there's just you can do so much. Like you know, you look at the top 
25 or, you know, a lot of guys were live scoping, but some guys were skipping docks. Yeah. You know, I wanted like that plopper buzz bit deal to go, but it never, I never, did anyone catch him? doing? I don't that? know. I, I Maybe I ish had a good day, day one. Maybe he's doing that. I don't know. I really never really heard of it. And, but I was trying to go for that and caught him a different way. But man, you can catch small mouth spots and large. You know, the, the, in the first day, I had all three, which is cool. Really? Had yeah, the, yeah, the trifecta yeah, I had all three, which is cool. It's weird to me. I mean, yeah, there's like you have higher tendencies to catch him doing specific stuff. Yeah. But like as a whole, like there is, you just go catch fish. Like a third population of each, wouldn't you say, in that lake? Like yeah. spots, largies. Yeah. Like, you catch, you, you know, I, I got to look at live scope and tell the difference. Which was very surprised, but based on how they move, yeah, or? dude, like the spots are just like glowing little balls, you know, and you, you could tell that those are spots. And smallmouth, they kind of, you know, I've looked at them up north a lot. They look the same. You can kind of see a tail and how they act to the bait. And then you can look at largemouth that kind of posted on something, swimming to the bait like a largemouth. Like you could tell, dude. It was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Huh. Those fish never got touched for years. Like there was always like a dead period. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say a dead period. I wouldn't say they never got touched. There are old school guys who would who would spoon the trees. Exactly. And that was like a that was and a tail 2D, spinner and a spoon yeah. in a tree. And, you and I used over, to do that on Amstead. You get over 2D, the top of yeah. the tree and but what we saw, uh, and I know it was one on a jig, but I'd say, well, what percentage would you say of guys were just out scoping the abyss? Oh. Guys in top twenty five, probably eighty percent. Yeah. Like those fish never got pressure. They just before. chase bait around. And those were the fish that you're like, man, it's the transition time of the year. Yeah. They haven't set up in the tops of the trees yet. They're no longer on the bank. We don't know where these fish go. Yeah. Boom. There they are. Just in the middle blasting bait. Tons of them. Mm -hmm. Table rock. If you're going to like, if you, it's a great place to take kids. Totally. It's a great place to go on guide trips. Yeah, it's a great place to vacation on. If you have your own boat, you're yeah. not very com confident of like learning a new body of water. Yeah. And a Dave Mansu guides there. Does so if you ever want a trip on Chad, yeah, and Chad Morgantow, they both guide there. If you ever want a trip, hit up one of those guys, and they live right across the street from each other. So they've got the setup Dude. like between uh, between it's Dave, awesome. Chad, and then Snowden down the street. Yeah, it's cool, man. They're all right there in a little community, and no houses around, and it's and it's. it's, it's I awesome. mean. I don't, you don't want to say you're guaranteed fish, but I'd say an average day on table rock, regardless of when you go or what time of yeah. the year is between, uh, 20 and 40 fish. Yeah, definitely. Once, yeah. With those guys knowing the deal. Yes. Yeah. Easy. I think day two, I caught by myself 40 something fish and 20 keepers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those are 15 inches too. Yes. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, yeah. and it was great. They're so fat there. I had a couple of, you know, they were right on the line of 15, I mean, barely, and they're like two and a quarter. Yeah. Those are big, dude. It's crazy. Uh, I talked with you a lot about it, and then this while well, we just went and ate breakfast. Uh, not a, not like you weren't super comfortable going into this tournament knowing that it would be like, oh, like open roaming scoping fish with yeah. the spinning rod suspended. Yeah. And I'm comfortable with that. I like doing that. I mean, it's not my jam. But you don't do that at Ivy all the time. Oh, I do, but like, how is this different than what the guys do at Ivy? So, like, Ivy is like you're going after schools of fish. Oh, you know, so they're not individual. In the at Ivy? Sometimes they are, but like in the wintertime, there's schools of do. Like, I caught 11 8 and it came out of a school of like 30. Of them. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was like, yeah, like big buck hunting down there. At yeah, Ivy. And, you, and you can do that too yeah. for sure. But like, 
when, when I've been doing it, it's like big schools of them and stuff. And the cool thing about this, you know, it, it was almost like Champlain. Like you're just in the abyss and you find bait and then you find fish around the bait and throw, you know, it's, you find the bait, find the fish. That's it. And it's going through so many of them to get good weight. I wonder, and I've done it a, a, quite a bit on that bait, but it's really weird to me on where that bait decides to set up. Yeah. So day three, my bait was gone. Yeah. Like gone. What makes it move? I'm sure wind and then just maybe like, you know, loons or seagulls pushing it somewhere and it just goes, man. I, it's really, I don't think you can, other than the wind. It just it's just everywhere. You just got to relocate it. Uh, I ran into this in the open uh, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, and I caught some doing it out the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I definitely ran into it at Watts Bar, and I caught them in the open, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I did not realize how uh, I've done it at uh, uh, Sam Rayburn. Yeah, check yeah. In the open I remember a couple that. Years that last one. Yeah, I, I remember said, that. You'll never yeah. believe this. I was like, I literally in the middle of nowhere had like old guys driving past going. That guy's fishing out there yeah, and like there was idiot. no one around, but it, yeah. it wasn't on anything. It was just completely yeah. dumb luck. And then yeah. you like follow the bait and then you look up and you're there's you see four dots swimming together. You yeah. You're in the one. middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, it's crazy to me. Like we are in the new era where like, that's an accepted way. Like you yeah. drive past everyone fishing tournaments now and it doesn't even cross your mind. Like it's more weird to see guys up on the bank than it is out in the middle of nowhere in boat lanes, yeah. in main lake basins over nothing and just catch them. And it used to be the hell is that guy doing? Yeah. And now it's like, Oh, he's good. What the hell is that guy doing? You know, yeah. fishing a traditional pattern that we've done. For yeah. 20 no years. joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that hard to find him on table rock like that? Like, I mean, you go to a lake that's massive. You've never been there. You've got the, the what, what the white and the yeah. James and the, yeah, it was intimidating. It's a, I mean, I wasn't that intimidating because, like, I've been in a bunch of lakes that are big like that. It's not that. So I just broke it down. Mm -hmm. You know, what? One, one day up the white, one day up the James, one day down by the the launch, and then go from there. You know, the, your best tournaments that I've come to find out is you figure it out kind of during the tournament. You go to where they're going. And, you know, I caught one fish that clued me in, like, the la I remember the like, last 30 minutes of practice. And I ran with that and ended up with a 17th finish. Yeah. You know, horrible practice, but that like one or two moments. And then it just, you know, you get a little breadcrumb and it leads you to the pie. What was the tournament that turned things around? Cause we've been buddies for a while. I remember we used to have a lot of talks and yeah. like, it was kind of that 18, 19 where like I'd had a couple good, like uh, Toyotas and I was like, mm -hmm. dude, like once it happens, you're like, Oh my God, this is like doable. Yeah, yeah. You just need that one. And then it seems like you had that one. And since then you've won a Toyota, you've like cashed in damn near every single tournament yeah. you fished in. But was there like one tournament that in your mind, it kind of clicked to where you went from, Hey, I'm fishing, but now I'm competing. Yeah. Honestly, I think it was like 2021, uh, Sam Rayburn. I think first day I was in like sixth. And it just like blew my, you know what I mean? You yeah. got comments. Like, okay, I can do this. I'm here. I can compete and had a great event. And then from then on, it, it was just boost of confidence. And then being on the water guiding helps, you know, you just make good decisions and you feel what's going on in the fishery and just adapt and just go with the flow. You know, so it's probably that tournament because before, man, I fished the opens in 17, the Southern division and got my butt kicked. Like, I don't think I caught a limit the entire season, mm -hmm. like way too soon. 
And then, you know, fish some coasts and stuff. And you were guiding by yourself down at Amistad. So this is before I even got this out. Is before. Yeah, I started guiding in 18, and I did the opens in 17. Oh, this is when you were working on the windmills. No, this is oil field. Oh, oil field. Yeah, the windmills was 2021 when, like, guiding took a, you know. Okay. And my buddy's like, hey, we'll come work for us, and that kind of turned So you were working out. oil fields, but you would, wouldn't mm -hmm. you work, like, 30 days and then oh, just, yeah, like, dude. quit for two months and then go Pretty back much. to it? Yeah, it was, miserable. it was cool. It was a lot of up and down, but yeah, I'd work, and that's how I bought my boat. Like, work, paid cash for it, bought my boat, started fishing every day at Thursday nighters. And what did you do in the oil field? I did flow back. It's like anything that comes out of the well, we deal with. Oh, from I, like uh, start to as finish. As much as I've known you, I never knew. Yeah, I never asked. Yeah. It was cool. It was like, I mean, I had some really easy days where I'm just sitting in the truck washing a well, but then I had some horrible days where you're out, you're out in it for, you know, sometimes 48 hours, 36, you know, just days. But because the guiding start, did you? You were a guide client of Kurt Dove's. Yeah, that's how like we met. you went out as a yeah. as a guide with Kurt Dove, yeah. just as a guy where you were. Yeah, the first time I hired him was like, I don't know, like twelve or something, thirteen. That's crazy. That was just ten years ago. Yeah, it's not really. And then like he actually couldn't go, so he like pawned me off on another guy, James Burke. You know James is a camp. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we smashed him. Well, then like I don't know, like a few months later. He was like, hey, I'm open, hired him, went and had a great time. And we became really good friends after that and practiced with him in an open where he top 10. That Bassmaster Open at Amstead where it was like 15 degrees. Is that the one where Andy Young won? Yeah, I think yeah. it took like two fish to get a check or Yeah, something I caught three that. fish. And, and you could use an A-rig still. Yeah. Is I that caught, the one Carl caught like the 10-pounder yeah, on practice, the yep. yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. But yeah, I caught like three fish and cut a check as a co. But then ever since then, he's like took me under his wing and showed me. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that dude. Seriously. So then you wanted to get in the game. Yeah, he act Kurt actually told me to guide. He's really? like, dude, yeah. Because I, did, I did the camp and like, yeah. he's like, dude, you go with kids. You go with people on the boat. You're like, you should guide. So I was kind of looking into it and moved to Amstead and he kind of gave me some trips to get me started. And and you had, you had a Triton, right? Yeah. Just a, I mean, literally duct tape together. Well, it was nice then. <laughs> but when I sold it, like, couple years ago it was true i mean it was duct taped together yeah dude like it i put some miles on that boat like you had a console that was like duct taped on yeah dude it was like <laughs> shaking off because all the rough water up north and yeah yeah it did a lot to okay it, so but. you had the triton and then you started get, and then you actually mm -hmm. this is the coolest part of it all you lived in the same house yes yeah, as, as keith combs. that keith combs lived yeah. in when he was fishing 330 days yep. a year yeah it's the same same unit uh Doris Feathers, the, the landlord. Doris she, Feathers? Yeah, she's awesome. That's person. a legendary Yeah, name. she was sweet, dude. She ruled. And uh, she'd always call me Lil Keith because she's like, people are over all the time fishing. You're always gone. You're always fit. Like, you're like Little Keith. I'm like, no, Keith is winning all this stuff, and I'm just trying to get started. <laughs> but yeah, Keith she, described it as a box. He didn't have, no, a, TV. Yeah, dude, he didn't have a TV in there because yeah. he didn't want to be distracted and have a reason not to go out. He said he yeah. would guide 300 days a year and yeah. that it was literally just a yeah, Box it was with a roof. Yeah, it was a is like a one room apartment. One room, one room, like one room, like a bedroom, like yeah. But yeah, that's it. Small, <laughs> but it it worked, man. It's cheap. It keeps you on the water, dude. I mean, I was I could go get my boat from the storage, get gas, and be on the water in fifteen minutes, maybe ten. If I didn't get gas, ten minutes from the house. So I spent every day on the water too, and that's where all the success is time on the water. Period. Yeah. You know, it's, I know it's burned into everyone's head. What's the key to success? Time on the water.
Okay, I'm trying to put the timeline together. So then you did. So then you're guiding. Mm -hmm. Then when did the windmill stuff? Because that was that yeah. was crazy. Because that seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah, because I mean, like COVID. Like we had yeah. a great year in COVID. Didn't fishing. they like shut Amistad down? Yeah, they did for COVID? a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I missed like four or five guide trips because of it. And uh, and you know, has a lot of money for me. So then that happened, and then it just the election was everyone was kind of scared of spending money so no one spent money so i my buddies reached out to me that actually clients of mine and, and fishing buddies at airway services in san angelo jonathan click and chase Hoare, my buddy will blaine reached out and hey dude you can work until spring and when guiding picks back up go back to guiding well that turned into a full-time job and they liked me and promoted me some stuff so i did that for about a year and and then the fish the toyota's uh -huh. During that, they let me, and that's nothing. They let me have time off for the Toyotas, and I spent a month in New York fishing. So, wait, I want to talk about the windmills. Yeah, that was that. Wait, yeah, that, I'm, that, I'm pulling up pictures of that. One second. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the windmill deal. But what you climb? You were like the guy who went to the top of them, right? Yeah, yeah, we like maintenance them and stuff, so we climb up there. And but you had never climbed anything before in your life. No, not that high. What the hell? Yeah, it was cool, dude. Like it was never. You weren't like. No, I'm not going up there. No, it's fine. You just climb up there and like you're doing a job. You don't really notice. It got scary when you got comfortable. When you're up there working, you're kind of comfortable. Like that's when like you kind of realize like, dang, I'm doing this and all, you know, hanging off the side, working on it. If I fall, like you're strapped in, but Here, it can I'm go sure bad real quick. Screen there like that. Like that's like the stuff you were like. So like on the actual windmill, like, mm -hmm. you're at the very top. Yeah. And you have to climb it. Yeah. There's like a the ladder goes over up top. They have a climb assist, but like we were like kind of contractors, so they never really gave us a climb assist. So we had a free climb. What was the first time like? Like, how did you? It was. I mean, was there literally some dude who's like, see that climate? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that's like how long? How much? There was some training involved, you know. Like, like they they got safety courses at the you know where we worked and stuff, but and then they they put you out in the field and you climb one and then keep going man it's not you never froze yeah you never like went down and went no this is i don't under no i'm doing this for money i have no desire no but i've this. seen people do it i've seen people like climb like nope quit like how 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 do they get up i uh, like 90 meters like 300 something before they quit oh no how do they get up like maybe to the first first platform maybe even how high is the first there. platform that's like in, so probably like 100 foot Golly. 80 foot so yeah. 10 stories yeah and they're just like I'm done. Nope, done getting down. Yep. Is it easier to go up or easier to go down? Uh, uh, down for sure. Because up, you're, you know, your weight, gravity, and then down, you're kind of using gravity to help you out. Like three, two to three towers a day, you're shot climbing, dude. So you it's just a have workout. a list of towers. What, yeah. Two man or one man? Like, would you be. Dude, sometimes we had like four dudes up there just knocking stuff out. Sometimes we had two, some, at least two for sure, but sometimes. And you're always strapped in at the top. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, you're, yeah, you're up there. Let's go. I did one in Minnesota and like the tops open up. Yeah, because there's different ones and the tops like open up and you're working in the outside of there. And how tall are they? Like three foot. So three 30 stories in the air. Yeah. Big. With the wind. And yeah. The birds. And, and they're wind, you know, it's windy all the time there. <laughs> That's why they're there. So you're like swaying. Had you and you get home in the shower and you're still swaying. And you never like went. You never just looked down and went, "No thanks." No, 
God, I couldn't do it. Really? I'm done. I'd be done. I would make it uh, 20 feet. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're at, like, have you been in those uh, hotels that have like atriums that you can yeah. like, go over and yeah. down? That doesn't bother you at all. You don't get like the queasy feeling. That kind of does, to be honest. But climbing it. No, you're strapped in harness and it's like enclosed. It's, it's, it's a little different, but yeah, those hotels kind of freak me out. Those hotels freak me out more than the towers. Really? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I remember like, I think one classic yeah. jumped off on. Yeah. Mm. A couple years ago. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Like we missed it by like five minutes oh. and then we came back. Well, good thing it, you didn't see it. Because it was right outside the bar there and it was someone who committed suicide and jumped out of the top, off the top of one of those atriums. Yeah. It's not a good deal. No. And but, then, yeah, you could see it during the whole, it was bad. Okay. Uh, but are you so are you on the outside when you climb, or are you actually like no, you're inside the, inside. the tube? Yeah, inside the tube, and there's levels. There's three levels. So, so do you like, even know that you're off the ground when you're in the tube climbing? Yeah, you can look down, and it's like, but the tube, like you don't look down the whole tube because there's sections. Like you get up, okay. you can rest. Get up, you can rest. You know. So you're not like scaling the ladder on the outside of them. Yeah. No. You think I could do it? Yeah. That still has to pay good though. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was fine. Be be guiding for a little bit for sure. So you did that for how long? A year. A year. Yeah. And then did you say that? And then is that when you got hooked up with Hill Country? Yeah. So my buddy Jared Poole, man, he he's been one of my best friends for a long time. We actually started guiding around the same time. And uh, you know, he just he told me about it when he was starting. He's like, dude, I want to make the most badass guide service out there. And uh that's his goal. He didn't care about tournaments, don't he just wants to make a guide service and I was like, man, I'm just doing the windmill thing, making money. And then he hollered at me like a few months later. He's like, man, I need you. Like, shoot me a prize, what you want. And we talked about it and came to agreement. I came to be, you know, a quarter owner of it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, there's four, you know, it's four of us. So, we. When you started, we, though, you were like a em em employee of it, I guess. Yeah. Like they yeah, kind of. I mean, still like, but now it's on paper. We're yeah. good. And like, because there's like pluses it. and minuses to doing that. Yeah. Like you have maybe a, a boat, maybe some benefits, a mm -hmm. guaranteed client, but like, yeah, you're making what you're making regardless. Yeah. As opposed to doing it on your own. So this is like the best yeah. of both worlds. It is you have really. A team and yeah. And people are like, dude, you can make more money on your own. I was like, man, I've done it for you. I was like, Maybe a little bit more, but not much. And this, you, it's fun, dude. You have a team. You have a like, fan. You know, like we're a family, and uh, it, it's just, it's totally different. We all, you know, well, boats. We all get a check every two weeks, you know. So it's steady income, and it's it, it just ran like a legit business. It's awesome. And you guide how many? You're always guiding every mm -hmm. time I talk. You're either guiding or fishing a tournament. So you're what two hundred days a year? Yeah, I think guiding like one fifty. And each one of our guides is about 150. Which is a, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. That's guiding. way mm. more. But we do like, you know, springtime, we do like 90, 90 days of it. Like in two months, you know, three months or whatever. So I would consider this what you do now like a like a high-end guide For experience. Sure. It's not like the $300. No. No. So glad. Like this is yeah. guys who know what's up. Like you do, what do you do? You do like ladder deal yeah we do we call them you know trophy bass hunts and um we just target giant fish 10 plus and we go during the spawn we put a platform on the boat <laughs> so you're you're elevated and you can see just far and and you know they're still hard to catch they're spawning so you're, they're spawning well, you're, fish. Are you running the troll motor like with yeah the with the remote and yeah and the you're remote. Up on top uh -huh. and you're like there's yeah. one there's one yeah there's, there's one. a six no there's an eight no oh hey that one might be 10 you want it you know 
and we all work together. Like if you're, if you, so if there's a cancellation, someone doesn't come, that boat is out scouting for everybody else. So our goal is to get everybody a 10 plus. Let's say my guy catches a 10 plus in the morning. Now we're looking for a 12. So if we see a 10 plus, Hey Jared, you want a 10? No, cool. Oh, come so over. So we all work together to get, to, to so get you have one. four guys, four guys, like eight clients between four and eight mm -hmm. clients, four guides all on the lake at the same time. Yep. Just run around looking for big ones there. We do and it. Everyone knows what they're getting into. Oh yeah. We explain like, dude, this is, this is like a hunt. You might not catch a bass straight up, you know, it's fishing. And then we're after the one, but I mean, dude, I think we crunched the numbers one day and it's like one year when it was nuts, it was like 43% catch rate, 10 plus. But and that's we, just per for one day. Like we, so like we require you, two days. Okay. So that and you know, we get some guys that book six days. Wow. Straight. Yeah, dude. So I mean it's you know, we were really upfront about it and and their game, dude. Everyone's like, yeah. And it's it's totally different way to fish, but you see them and we catch them, dude. It's fun. So uh I just went out with uh Brandon Burks on one of these new lakes that's popping off in yeah. Texas. And you know there are five or six other boats out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. And then there. I, you know I've been talking with you about uh, hill country and these kind of giant bass trips. Is this kind of a new thing? These like targeted, isolated, giant, big bass trips. Like I don't ever remember hearing about no, that. Like I think with live scope, yes. Okay. But we've been doing the sight fishing deal for four or five years. But is it? It seems to me just like covering this. Like you would hear about a big, big fish, but now it seems like it's like an industry almost like it's like yeah and act like it like everyone just knows about it now does that yeah. make sense no like totally totally and it seems like and that circle of west yeah. texas is just stupid there's like i fish all over the country these 10 to 13 pounds are caught it's not happening but is that the everywhere. last five years that that's popped off yeah uh, okay take the spawn out take yeah. the take the spawn fish out this is like a gold rush right now pretty much like i've equated now, it to what happened in yeah. california with the trout deal. With the trout. Pretty, yes, pretty much. But Ivy popped off like this 2011. I mean, there's bat. Like, Has I said, it been up and down or was it yeah, yeah. up and no one knew about it? No, dude, there's tournaments. Dude, there's a ton of boats there every week, every weekend. From this? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, dude, it was. I mean, when I fished a Permian Bass Club tournament, it's a three fish limit we had. And it took like 63 pounds for two days to win. How many? What, what? 63. What year was this? 2011. Why? Did, oh, is it just social media? I'm, it, probably. Yeah, but it, 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 it would was, have to be just Yeah, they, they were knocking out 10, 13 pounders on the reg there back in 2011. That was when Falcon was good. Yeah, Falcon was good. Amstad was good. Like, yeah, it was just the beginning of the mm -hmm. kind of down. Yeah. Yeah, the drought and everything went down and kind yeah. of. But. But. As, you know, as far as, I mean, it seems like there's a bunch more guys that are just targeting the giant fish and like what used to like an eight pounder is now a 10 pound. Yes. 10 pounder is now like an eight. Yes. A 12 is now like a 10, 10 and a 13 is like a 12. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, anything you get, you get in teen range, it's still nuts. Like when we catch one, we all like shoot out a group text, got one in the box. We all meet up and look at it. Just cause How many teen, teeners have you had in your boat? Uh, me personally, just two, but for the, for our guide, I think we have 10. Good Lord. Yeah. Over what? Just over so, 13. How many, like how long is that? Uh, what time period? Three years. That's insane. Yes. Didn't you have dude. a 14 this year? Yeah, we had a 1410 on uh, the Lake in West Texas there. 1410? In September and it was 103 degrees. What does that look like in person? It was stupid. But there's, you know, there are those Ivy, you know, Texas Park and Wildlife stalked all these lakes 
and it, it's they're just short, fat, beautiful fish. And I say short, this thing was like 28 and a half inches. It was huge. Yeah, that's a big fish. Huge, dude. But the mouse on them aren't like those big Florida strain mouse. They're kind of smaller. So when I lipped it, I was like, you know, we got a 10 plus for sure. And then I picked it up and I was like, ooh, we got something special here and weighed it. And Burks actually saw us weighed it. Actually, this is a funny story. We were about to leave. And Burks and his dad. Yeah, two, were, you had two guide clients. Yeah, two guide clients. We're about to leave. Day is like five o'clock. I'm like, ah, let's cut it. Well, Burks and his dad catch two in front of us. I was like, oh, let's stay. We make one more pass and catch that 1410. <laughs> I mean, you'll probably never catch one bigger than that, will you? Have you ever seen one bigger than that? I, it's hard to tell, dude. Like, you look them in the water, especially like sight fishing. You know they're big, but you don't know. Like, I've caught tens that I'm like, oh, it's like a 12 and it's a 10. And I've caught 12s that are look like tens. So it's just so hard to tell and, and, until they're on the scale or in the boat. You just weigh them on like the high-end handhelds? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have a certified scale we weigh them on. Uh, we've been using that bubble scale. I think I was mm -hmm. really using tournaments, so I've been using that. What percentage of guys do you think get a, a replica after they All catch their tent? Every single really? one. Every single one of them. That's what they're there for. Yeah. And it's and that's what's cool about it. It's like it. I, I've been on trips where we do catch a 10-pounder, but we're not sight fishing for it. We're not hunting it. And it is awesome. It is great. You're like, Ted, freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> but when you put hours and days of working for that one fish and you get it, it it's like times 10. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a 10, but we worked so hard for it and saw it and just, it's really cool. It, it's awesome, man. So like on a place like Ivy, like how many 10 pounders are in there? I no, no telling. Like I said, dude. I like, saw do you think that are the same 10, are you? Are we you catching one on the bed and then releasing it, and then a month later someone's catching it live, scoping out in the middle? I mean, I'm, sh I'm sure. Then... I'm sure that happens. But dude, there's so many of them in there. Really, like, dude? I've seen schools just swimming around that are, dude, thirty fish plus, and they come out and eat, and you catch one. It's like eleven and a half, and all those fish were the same size. So obviously those are all year class fish. Yeah, definitely. Are there like other year classes coming up behind them out there? Or is this like yeah, a finite no, time no, period? No, there's like there's a bunch of fives out there and they're just smart. And, you know, they're all just getting Because it seems like some of the lakes have like something happened. Mm. It was right for a couple years. The stocking was right. But then there's like the year classes behind them. Aren't yeah. Does so, that make sense? So, so yeah, now totally. you have a window, right? I mean, some lakes got to be a window. Yeah, some lakes out there like you don't catch a small one. So you're like, is there anything coming? Yeah. You know what I so mean? So, like, once those are gone, gone, gone. Who, who knows? It's kind of like Thunderbird, like right out here. Mm -hmm. uh, they stocked a bunch of Floridas in it. And, like, I when I started going to school here, so like 05, 06, yeah. it was like super, super low for a couple of years. I could like walk the bank. And that's how yeah. I bass fish when I was here before I had a boat. Yeah. Then it flooded for a couple of years. And then, like, all those Floridas, like their F1s, yeah. got big but there weren't like still very many of them. So you'd catch like sevens, eights, nines, tens. And then like you'd notice, man, there's not that many of those eights or nines yeah, left. Sixes and then and the, stuff, now, yeah. but it was like that whole like group, that two or three year class like cycled out. Yeah. Now there's not as many big ones. Yeah. No, I, I think that probably has something to do with it, but I also think Texas park wildlife, their stocking deal will help that. Cause that's why all those lakes are so good. Cause Texas park wildlife stock. You think they found the magic? I think so, dude. The magic strain or whatever. That yeah, that. And I think they maybe, they probably, I'm guessing, I'm not for sure on this. This is just a guess. I think they did their research on how, what bait fish are in the lake. Like this, this lake has a ton of bait fish. Let's stalk the piss out of it and see what happens. 
That's what I think happened. In your opinion, you've done this on all this. Are you looking for crappie, gizzard, shad, yeah. shiner? What are you looking for? Just, you know, like one, one lake. I think it's different for each lake. What, one lake, you know, the lake you went to with birch, I think it's a total crappie thing. Okay. What's ivy? I think big gizzard shad. Really? I think for a little bit, I think carp are a big deal. No, like yeah. out in Cl Clear Lake, those big ones yeah. eat carp. Yeah, I think carps. I remember one year we're doing, you know, bed fishing and they and every single one of them had a carp tail in their throat really and now that's kind of gone because maybe they wiped them out or something but that i haven't seen a carp tail in the throat in a while but that's what i think happened in, in a year i think it i don't think it was like the solid like reason why they got big but it was happening you know hmm. just not just noticing it in their in their throats but all right we need to take a break when we come back uh oh I, I mean is this headed towards a state record that's what I'm, I mean, what is it, 18, 18? Yeah, I mean. Don't, don't answer that question now. We're going to take a break. It's BTL right. on a Tuesday. Rick Harris, uh, Toyota Series Angler, MLF Invitational Angler. We'll talk about that yeah. also, too, uh, when you come back. And uh, Guide for Hill Country Hammers, BTL on a Tuesday. We'll be back right after this. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler design function and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry leading design coupled with tournament winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush. Guys, if you're a construction worker, soccer dad, soccer mom, you want to be outdoors, oh, you've seen the Reaper. This right here is the Zip Up Full Reaper, but it's windproof, folks, windproof. And it actually has the mask built in. It's behind me. I mean, if you can look good, feel good, and stay warm, you better check it out. It's the Zip Up Reaper. That's right, windproof. Elite Series Pro, Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different. And really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.xzonelures.com and check them out for yourself. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting BeatdownOutdoors.com. 
I'm the kind of guy that never leaves a house without a pocket knife, and Gamagatsu's come out with the EDC series of knives. EDC stands for everyday carry, so whether you're on the water or off, you can always have it with you. The best thing about it to me is that assisted open feature. With this D2 blade, you've got it right here at your fingertips, so if you can't find your scissors, you need to cut a knot, you need to cut your braid, you've always got it. Make sure you check it out. Never leave home without your Gamagatsu EDC knife. Born in Japan, using technology, innovation, and precision, Sunline produces the widest selection of fishing lines at the most technologically advanced line factory in the world. Manufactured at the strictest tolerances to produce victories at the highest levels of tournament bass fishing, from household names like Christie, Swindle, and Cruz, to young guns like Cook, Logan, New, and Welcher, they all trust Sunline to take them to the top of the leaderboard. Choose the line that will give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. Sunline. All right, we're back talking with uh, Rick Harris, talking big bass, specifically big Texas bass. Uh, before the break, you're talking about some of the tanks that you guys have seen. Uh, is this top out, or are we going to start approaching world world or uh, state record stuff? Eighteen eighteen is this? Yeah, is I, a state record. I could fork right. Yeah, fork. Yeah, and it's like old. It's been around yeah. for a while. A while. Yeah, I could see it, dude. Just because like. Fish are so big. I mean, they're one bite of, you know, 16 pounds. I think Kyle caught a 16 a couple of Kyle. feet. Hall, he caught a 16 a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Con uh, caught a 17. Like, dude, they're one bite away. They're one bite away. They bite, they eat, eat a crappie. Boom, they're 18 something. Yeah, that 17 probably wasn't 18 at some point in its life. Yeah. So that, that that's what I kind of think. I think, yeah, they're there just just catching a deal. And, you know, I don't. Well, I'm saying, are we trending up towards it or is this like just good? And every once in a while we'll see a freak. Cause it seems to me from yeah. the outside looking in, like I said, mm -hmm. tens are the new eights. Like everything just seems to get bigger and bigger. You're catching tens every, basically every other day yeah, that you're on the yeah, water. You and, put and, your hands on a 15. This yeah. Year. And honestly, so like we, we usually spend a lot of time there during the spawn. I'm not there. Like, you know, Brett Cannon is there a mm -hmm. lot. Dalton lives there now. Like they are on the water all the time. They would probably know more about that to be honest, but I could see it, man. Like one fish is at all. Those are going to be a freak and eat a three pound crappie and be 19 pounds swimming around and maybe good. Maybe good. What about lots. world record? I mean, you talk about 19, uh, yeah, you're dude. three pounds away from world record. Then what if you get one that is 19 that eats a three pound. Yeah, crappie? exactly. So maybe yes or no, you have, man, I just, I don't know. I really don't. Is it? It's not out of the. It's realm not out of, of the question. But like, is it for sure? I don't like. Know, listen, but, I know wherever I fish. Yeah. State record for sure. That I am not around a world record bat. Like it just yes. does not exist yeah. physically, biologically, yeah. does not exist. State record, hundred percent. At some time in the lake, there's a state record swimming around. You think you've ever period. fished for one? Uh, not on a bed. No. You May think you've ever had your bait around one? Maybe that? one follow it. Maybe because I, I I've seen some big ones follow it that I'm just like. Ugh. I don't know. That's big, you know? So I, I truly, maybe I've had one follow it. Have you heard stories of guys? Who oh yeah. Like, yeah. Do you like that? Like those, those guys have giant, like follow. I jumped or we jumped off at 20. I, I haven't heard stories. Of I mean, I really, the crowd that I roll with, no one really like has fish stories. Does that make sense? Everyone's pretty like honest about yeah, it. Yeah, But I'm still, if you lose a 15 to 20 pounder, yeah, you're going to you tell could. people that. Yeah. And man, I, I just, I, I don't say anything until they're on the scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I've been fooled. When they jump, when I grab, you know, so like until they're on the scale, I can't really determine. I can see a fish and see how, like, have a good guess, but like, I really don't know if there's a world record. 
State record, yes, there's a state record. And how place. many of the how many lakes do you think in Texas right now there's a eighteen eight point one eight swimming mm, in? The ones that I know in West Texas, probably th- two of them. That's wild, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. And then I'm sure, you know, there's a bunch of lakes down there yeah, that dude, have I, giants in it. Yeah. So, I mean, it was funny when I mentioned that I was going down there. Mm-hmm. I had DMs and guesses, and it was like six different lakes. Yeah. Like, and everyone was sure, like, hey, this is this the lake is that it. he's taken yeah, to. And, yeah. and there were, there's some good stuff down there, dude. Like, there, because I lived in San Angelo for a long time, and uh, I would just travel like 200 miles and fish a lake. You know, I think, Alan Henry is a little sleeper, dude. Up by you gonna get in trouble? No, dude. Like that? we got there, it's fine. Okay. You know what I mean? Like we got there. We're actually doing another chase the bite up there this year for uh, for Giants. So we'll ho- ho- hopefully get one. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, it, I think there's maybe stay record in there. I don't think the population's there like Ivy or other lakes, but they're they're in there. You know. Uh. If anyone's interested in doing this, you guys are all out of ballistics. Mm-hmm. You got your, cause that's a ballistic in the driveway, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh one of our ballistics. We're actually Hill country hammer is a dealer for ballistics. Okay. So if anybody wants a ballistic hit us up, man, we'll, we'll get you, you know, come for a demo ride, do a trip, get a demo ride out of it. We can fully order you a custom boat, how you want it. I crawled around you in know? a ballistic earlier this year and I was, I was really impressed. Dude, this is so like, this is the first, tournament i fished out of it and i'm very impressed dude i was boat 195 day two and you know being all the way dude it wasn't bad like 22 foot boat blasting over stuff like it was it was pretty badass not gonna lie uh like price wise like okay so i'm used to four to five hundred dollars a day guiding Mm -hmm. now it seems honestly like the average now is just for a standard trip is between six and seven fifty. Yeah. You hear outlandish numbers getting tossed around. Like Ben Milliken just went in the and he doesn't even guide that. That might be why, but he just went for fifteen thousand dollars for oh, a right. day down in Texas for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean it's I mean, what couple grand can get you on yeah, the water. Yeah, we're for, getting I think for you know, normal trip we're doing like at home eight fifty. Because we're home, but if okay. we have, but we put travel involved, we're a thousand. Okay, and then these chase the bite trips that we do, these big giant hunts we do, we we do fifteen hundred. Yeah, and okay. that and that's pretty much standard with everybody. Like it, it's a new standard. It's you know, dude. Throughout a few years, everything's more expensive. It is. Well, I mean, aren't guys paying like twenty grand to go kill kill a deer? Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah, so it's kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? Like go on a bear hunt and have the yeah, guy there. Yeah, exactly. Like and you can't look at. Like yeah. having done this, like I said, with Brandon and having jumped in the boat and mm. doing it a little bit myself, you cannot look at this as a fishing trip. No, it is a it is, it is a, a hunting trip. It is a hunt, exactly. And you know, we run nice boats, nice equipment. Yeah. You know, we you, you know, it's it's a business. And but I truly think you get your money's worth, dude. Yeah. You know, you learn stuff. You it, it's a it's a good deal. And it's I mean, it's we, there's a lot of downtime too. Like it's just yeah. like and I mean I've. I haven't like hunted big game, but I would imagine mm-hmm. that there's like a lot of moments of like, crap, I can't believe we decided to come all the way out to Alaska and we're not going to see a single freaking moose. Yeah. And then boom, and, last five minutes, you're like, there's a two pounder. Yeah, and this is a horrible freaking hunting spot. Yep. We haven't seen a moose all day. What the hell are we doing? Yep. I'm going to take a nap, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then just massive adrenaline spike. Yep. Here it is 20 yards in front of yeah. you and everything is worth it. And I think that's why when you do catch the fish, it's a, it's a crazier experience. Mm-hmm. Like we freak out. It's awesome. Like it is, I'm freaking there. Free. It's just, it's just fun, man. It's 
cool. Is anybody? Is it? Yeah, this is all like live scope stuff, not sight fishing, right? No. All, so most of the stuff that we do is all sight fishing. Okay. You know, we we dabble in the live scope, and honestly, this is my personal opinion on live scoping trips. It's a tough trip, isn't it? Yeah, because like uh, you know, if you want to come learn live scope and come on, dude, I don't care. Like, let's do it. But like engaging with the client, it's hard because you're focused on the screen, you're looking at it, and if you get distracted, you're not yeah fully invested. The guy has to know where to cast. He has to know how far to cast. Yeah, he has to be able to understand what he's looking at while exactly. you stay on the fish. Exactly. It's there's a lot more. There's a lot more. It. Yeah, and then you the, get some the, guys who want to go and get entertained. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's. You know, we do the live scope trips, you know, especially in the winter months but, and stuff. So month, you're hot, you're prime. Mar March to May. March, April. And even sometimes into early June, they still spawn in Texas because it's so big. Early June, you can get, get some spawning too. So that's that's what we do all So is all that going to be different this year with you jumping into the uh, MLF Invitationals? Not really because I, I had Toyotas around the same time too. I'd just take time off and go. And then like we went to the Classic this year during prime time for a few days and had the boat there, met everyone, did that, which is really cool. So, uh, next year, I believe, yeah, Sam Rayburn, West Point, Kentucky, Lake Eufaula, in Alabama, Lake Champlain, and the uh, and the Detroit River. Yeah, solid schedule. Yeah, bit I mean, straight up big great. jump for you, or is it just the same thing except you're just paying a little bit more on the entry fee and mm. it's a, a little different field makeup? I feel that it's just big on the entry fee. I feel like you know, three of those lakes I've been to. And have had success. Champlain. Yeah. And then St. Clair and, and Raven. So, you know, comfortable with those, happy yep. about it. And then the new ones sound fun too. Like, you follow Alabama as a fish factory, mm -hmm. you know, and then Kentucky late that time of year. It's should coming be fun. back. Yeah. And should be fun. April, you know what I mean? Bush. Like, May, should, yeah. May 10th. Yeah. Should oh, be no, fun. Uh, Kentucky Lake is, yeah, April 19th April, through 21st. Yeah. And then, oh, they might be on the beds. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. And then yeah, that could be awesome. March West Point, dude. They got spotted bass. So scope, you know, you can do. It's a really cool schedule. I'm, I'm excited for it and excited to make that jump, man. It's, you know, it's what I've worked for and qualified for it. And what's the goal? Know. Is it the BPT? Is it just to fish no, at the highest level? Not, like, no. what are we doing it for? Goal is to just get experience at that high level. Uh -huh. You know, because it, it is a higher level than the Toyotas. There's, you know, everyone's good. More money. Uh, it, the goal is not, not BBT. It's not my jam. Maybe if I, if I'm on a good roll and I'm catching them, you'll make it now, like first year, probably because <laughs> you yeah. won't be like stressed out. Well, yeah. Well, like if I'm on a good roll, dude, honestly, you're like, I would like to jump in the opens and give, give, give that a shot and tr try to make the elite series. Cause that's everyone's dream. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my personal goals to do that and just get experience and some feathers in the hat and the invitationals. Yeah, February 9th through 11th, it kicks off stop one at uh, Sam Rayburn. Any hesitation to jump into that, especially with the changes that they announced on that over the last couple of years? And then the, little, little bit. kind of the volatility that we've seen with MLF over yeah, the past couple months? Yeah, a little bit, but you know, everyone's story and everyone's path is different. Right. This was my path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your your path, you dove into the opens and you're, you know, that that's your path, which I want to do that one day. Mm -hmm. But this opportunity kind of came and I'm, I'm going to take it. It's going to be the fun. only thing that I don't like is there's so many guys that still fish that invitationals that were top level professional anglers mm -hmm. for 15 years. Yeah. Like they're the top of the barrel, right? It was FLW tour and the Bassmaster elite series. And 
now there's like still a step above that. Yeah, but it's, it's still. Oh, it's the high dude. There's, it's still there's guys a ninety percent of guys who do this for a living. Yeah, that catch them. Like yeah. it, it's very yeah. There's, but you know it's it's you got to go into it with confidence. And I've this year I feel confident that I I can go in and compete and you know hopefully shake some heads. We'll see. Uh, who are you rolling with? Uh, one of my best friends, man, Alec Morrison. I don't think I've, have I met him. Uh, maybe. But his dude, we talked about this at the Toy Series Championship. His year this year was unbelievable. What's, how do you spell it? A L E A L E C Morrison. His year was from New York. Yeah, from Plattsburgh. He didn't he win one, dude. He won the Toyota at Rayburn by the biggest margin ever. He didn't have to catch a fish the last day, and it's the first time he's ever been there. Oh, wow. He had a freaking year. Dude. Like, even BFL's local stuff, the only event, like, he didn't top 10 was, like... All right, we'll pull this up. Here. Potomac. And I think this one, with he, which he got 11th. Yeah, so, Cayuga, Champlain, and Champlain, he went 6th, 1st, and 2nd. Those so are BFLs. There's, there's yeah. a win at the BFLs. Yeah. The uh, Toyota Series Southwestern. So, I mean, I'm assuming he fished that because you're down there. Yeah, he asked me about it, and he's like, I was like, dude, they're... Oh, is that the dude who, like, met, drop-shotted him yeah. off the piles and just murdered him? Yeah. He oh, that's it, your dude. buddy. Yeah, All right, he so it. he fished one Toyota in the Southwest and mm -hmm. won that one. He went 27, 29, 16, 73 pounds. Then... The Toyota Series in the Northern Division, he won the Angler of the Year in that division. He went uh, 63rd on the Potomac, 7th and 6th at the St. Lawrence and Lake Champlain. Yeah, it's and nutty, dude. In the Toyota Series Championship last week, this three days ago, he 11th. finished 11th. Dude, just, dude he, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm flying under the radar, but that is a freaking strong it's insane year. and this is only his third uh yeah he's like 24 25 he's young he fishes a co-angler in the northern divisions up until 21 and then has fished the bfls uh since 18 out of the boat yeah so he's worked his butt off for it too it's not like he just how'd you meet him man just uh you know the featherwick deal we got going on yeah that so the but but Cipolletti used to take him fishing up there and stuff. And I met him through Bud when he was like in high school. He's like 17, 18 and just watching him grow up and being buddies. And Featherwick's like a secret society, yeah, right? Kinda, yeah. It's just, that's the thing with the triangle with the yeah, eye. Yeah, and it's exactly. just like all the weird, like, yeah, he does awesome. Cool abstract videos, trippy filming stuff. Yeah, dude. It, it, it's awesome. How many guys are in that? Man, there's like a group of maybe like, it's kind of like 10 or 12 and then because okay, i see the random logo in sometimes on the boats as yeah you like it, you're like yeah oh, that's one of those guys yeah but i i don't think anyone really knows what the hell it is yeah we don't even know what it is it's just it's just us like it's people ask all the time we're like man we don't know it just bud started it and it's kind of gone from there but man it's like everyone in it's like one of my best friends like bud you know he's in florida but i think move up new hampshire my buddy garrett rockamore he's in florida nick hatfield he's in tennessee Alex up in New York, Akira, this, you know, Japanese angler that moved here that works in New York. He fishes as a co-angler and he's part of Featherwick for years. And it's, it's really cool, dude. It, it's a, it's a tight net group for sure. It's awesome. Uh, you pick up any sponsors going into next year? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had 
Sims for a while, and they're going to help out, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And they sponsored Toyota, the Toyota Series Championship, which was really cool because, like, dude, Patterson's grew up in Springfield, and his dad bought a houseboat on Table Rock like a couple months ago. Happened to be at the marina we were launching out of on the end dock. So I would go through boat check, roll up, park the boat, tie up, and like text them, like, you guys up? And they're like, yeah, come on in. And I walk in there, and they're like, oh, here's breakfast. I'm, no. Dude, it was it was an absolute tits. It was so awesome, dude. And to eat breakfast, hang out, and like, oh, it's time to go later. High five, gone. And it was freezing in the morning. I got you. So uh, run, just run the Hill Country rap, that rap you got out there. Yeah, in all, yeah, Hill Country rap. And then, you know, uh, Lou Strike King, that's, that's been mm-hmm. awesome. That's there, been, you're a couple years on that, right? Yeah, a couple years and kind of stepped it up, up for next year. They helped me out. And then uh, uh, Power Pole, they rigged out my whole boat, you know, trolling motor charge, poles. That helps. You know what I mean? You're in the new trolling motor. Yeah, it's going to be all, it, it's a bad beast, dude. It's good. And it's just like a it. pole in the front too. It's yeah, like, little head. Which and mm-hmm. and people are always like, "Oh man, I couldn't get use a live scope doing it." Do where the cord goes in, boom! You can. It's mm-hmm. it's easy. It's not bad, especially you can feel your foot, not even look. And yeah, I think it's it's crazy. So like in fishing, everyone looks the same, right? Yeah. Like I feel like I want to say everyone looks like me. Maybe I look like everyone else. Yeah. Just white guy shorts, long sleeve shirt clean cut yeah. like i remember the first time meeting you i was like this dude freaking parties his balls off <laughs> yeah. just because of the tats and yeah, all that yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. but then like when you get to know you you're a hundred percent straight edge yeah you dude. cool talking about that dude totally yeah like, yeah because I, I think i think just i mean you, you walk around the classic and it's like you and and aaron Britt. that's yeah. like it yeah exactly yeah dude like tattoos and stuff and you know I grew but you're up, straight edge yeah so i grew up in like the punk rock scene hardcore scene like music i was in a band for years toward the country and straight edge is like a deal like you don't drink you don't do drugs you don't do any of that yeah. and it just kind of stuck and i just never have it's not it's not my thing but yeah. i go out and have fun you know we go out no i know you always yeah, go out dude. but as long as i've known you yeah i've never seen you i mean we've yeah gone out hung out for mm-hmm. years and years you never had a sip out no I'm always like super mellow but yeah. then you just have like all these badass tattoos yeah it's cool a lot of people tell me they're like man you were kind of scary when i met you and then like yeah two seconds later i'm like petting a puppy dog you're playing with a kitty cat and they're like that guy's a, you know what yeah you, know you what have mean? a lot of guide clients that are like will eventually like br- bring it around to that too like, oh yeah definitely so, what's up because yeah. i mean you yeah. got like a wild cat on your knee yeah yeah i got a bunch, all sorts yeah. of crazy I got a stuff. bass a little bass tattoo i love but yeah yeah so yeah i grew up in the punk rock scene my buddy did tattoos so he'd bla- blast me like every weekend when i was like 19 and are you all like, just I yeah chest legs everything dude it's crazy I, and I, I haven't got tattooed in like 10 years Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. I just, it, like, I went one time and it just sucked. I mean, it always sucks, but it sucks. Well, you ran out of bad. space. Yeah, I still got my yeah. back and my tummy and stuff, but, like, you know, I, I could go do my back one day, but probably not going to happen. Stuff hurts over it. I've always said, if I ever win a championship, I'm getting a jumping bass, like, anatomically, like, on the on my back, right where my heart is. Nice. But that's it. Apparently, there's all sorts of, like, plate, like, if you get your first tattoo, I just learned this because I was I was looking at a big neck piece. Yeah. You're not, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, you're not supposed to go yeah. hands or neck first. That's like yeah. frowned upon in yeah. tattoo culture. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, old school dudes are like that. And, but there's a lot of young kids, dude. That do they're just like, like, <laughs> like what, what are you about, doing? Like, YouTube you know? SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. But even like normal kids will get like 
stuff on their fingers and hands. And I'm like, Ooh. no, but yeah. And all the, you know, at camp, cause like, I want tattoos. I'm like, no, wait till you're 25 and call me and I'll, I'll make you look cool. Wilson's <laughs> the only one who might actually follow through on that. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> come home with like a neck piece. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you do that. But, yeah. Uh, 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 anything else, dude? I, like I said, I got to get going. I know you have to get back yeah. to, uh, you got to get back down to Texas. So yeah. that was great, dude. Thanks for having me. I stuck to stop in and, and do this. This helps out. And like I said, hit us up. Hook entertainment guide service. You want to, let me pull this up. On my yeah. If you want to come get a trip up over here. We're pretty much booked April and May, but we got some trips in March on LBJ, run Austin area. Fly Can people in like come, specifically ask for you or do you book with Hill Country and then just Yeah, kind of I get mean if you want to fish with me, ask for me. You know, like we have secretary callers say you want to fish with me and she'll set it up. But you know, you you know, honestly, the I it's hard to take out new clients because I have so many repeats. I really yeah, take out that's new, good. That's yeah, I really the take Matt out Reed new people. Yeah, you end exactly. up just taking your buddies out every exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah, so I really take out new people. But yeah, just call and we'll, we'll get you said if you want to fish with me. You know, I run, I own the company too, so I can make stuff happen if you really want. Oh, to you also do exotic hunts and stuff. Yeah, I'm not hunting. They're hunting right now at, at the ranch. Uh, we do, you know, good typical whitetail. They're, you know, like 200 inch deer, 180 to 200 inch deer. And they're just good, clean typicals. Uh, a lot of axis hunts, uh, black buck, stuff like that. There you go. Hillcountryhammer.com. Mm -hmm. How do they come up with that name? My, my buddy Jared made it. He, he just, because everything it's where we live is like Hill Country. There's the Hill Country Inn, Hill Country this. So he's oh, like, okay, Hill Country Hammer, you know? So I got you. Did that and it kind of took off. It's cool. All right. Let me see if I can get some music queued up here. I'm not used to doing the music since, uh, since they're in studio. All right, dude, drive safe. Thanks, Thanks for man. stopping by. I greatly appreciate it. All yeah. right. This has been another edition of BTL Fast Talk Live. No show tomorrow. So Wednesday, uh, November, holy cow, we're already third away through November. Nice. November 7th, no show Thursday, back with an all new Uncle Frank. Uh, Rick Harris, follow him on tour next year on the invitationals uh, and on his social media. He's always posting just absolute freaks. So. Yeah. Have fun at Table Rock, dude. Thanks, man. I, I hope I'm, I'm hoping shooting for 14 a day. Yeah, you'll get it. All right, this has been another edition of BTL Bass Talk Live. We will talk to everybody on Thursday. Later. <laughs>